I hear you, Sarah. And, you know, this moment is turning into a, a, a sort of a moment for everybody to come together and see, you know, that um, you can actually reject your imposter syndrome because we've all been through that. It's also a massive cringe moment because I'm cringing so hard while I'm hearing this. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, it's like, whatever, this is the business we're in, right? As you said, like things are going to go south, like uh, the way you react to them. It's what makes a difference between a good and amazing event professional. So, you know, I feel that that is the summary of all. Thank you for sharing that with, Seth, with us, Sarah. Um, MK, this is with you now. Yes. Um, when I reached out and nominated myself for this panel to Liz, I, I think I gave four or five options. And then I, I went in the chat earlier today and even gave a poll of which theme should I go with because there's that many to choose from. Um, and we've decided on the theme of Star Wars. And I think this definitely counts as a fuck up. It might actually kind of fail to a whole lot of people involved that didn't catch this situation. So I created a little visual, but I know I'm like a little tiny box. But basically, we're at Star Wars Celebration 2017 in Orlando Convention Center. And Star Wars Celebration is, is like a Comic-Con, but there's this nuance of the fact that everyone loves the same IP. So at Comic-Con, you start to get people that go towards Funko and who goes to Marvel and who goes to panels and who goes to celebrity signings. You get to Star Wars Celebration and literally everyone wants to watch the preview of the next film or everyone wants to watch the anniversary panel or the release of the next Disney ride. The entire crowd of the convention center all wants one thing at the same time. Occasionally, there's there's spreading of the crowd, but it, it's tough. And so we get word that the crowd is going to gather outside the event and sleep on the sidewalk. They're going to do it. They know they want to be the first ones in the door, first ones to make a beeline and reserve their seat. We know that's coming. They're saying it on social media. So we go, okay, we work with the convention center and say, we'll open the queue hall overnight. They can lay on the concrete floor indoors, but at least they're not out in the elements. Like that seems like the responsible way to treat fans. What we didn't really account for was that all of our signage is actually a souvenir if you steal it. And um, it just people take the path of least resistance. They flow like water. So in our perfect plan, people would go uh, up this outer lane and then pick which lane they want to go into to get their bracelet for that panel. So you want to go to the first panel of the day, come get your orange wristband in the first shoot and work your way across. Everyone was allowed two wristbands. After you got one, you'd go back and join the queue going straight to the back of the room. It was this perfect plan. Everyone goes down a lane. It's nice and one directional. Except as soon as it started, people started using this center area where the columns were as a cut through. And suddenly the whole plan was broken. People were cutting back shorter. People with wristbands are joining lines with people without wristbands. People, there was chaos in the back of the room. The fans are screaming loud and angry. They're on Twitter and on social media complaining that it's chaos. And we're sitting there like, we had a plan. You just didn't telepathically know how to do it with us. So I'm putting on, like, I get the first wristband on the first fan. I get the second wristband on. And that's when I look up and realize, oh, shit, we're fucked. And so... <laughs> I, I quickly walk to, towards the back of the room and I'm yelling out to the first problem area. Okay, who has a wristband? If you have a wristband, hands up. And slowly you start to see, okay, people with wristbands 
mixed with people without, and we clearly have to divide this crowd. So it starts to become a game of follow the leader of, okay, everyone, orange wristband, follow me. And I turned it into a parade around the room until they formed a single file line again. I took them on the long path. They didn't know where they were going. I didn't know where we were landing. I just looked for an open shoot where I was just like, we will make a plan as we go, but just all of you need to at least be in an organized line. And that was the moment I realized I was like a grown up on the Comic-Con teams. Like once I handled that, I was ready for anything. <laughs> Big fail. Oh my God. Oh my God. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, Star Wars. Uh, oh God. Um, yeah, again, I'm cringing and I'm embracing this at the same time. You know, is that double feeling um, that, that I'm living through? I just asked the chat to share their fuck up story in five words. I want to see their creativity to come up with something like that. So please, in the chat, do not do not judge people. Come on, share share it up with us a little bit. Because I know we're all judgy a little bit in the events industry, and that's totally fine. We're we're here for you. But like at the same time, we want to hear from you as well in the chat. Okay, next up, Katie, take it away. Hello, friends. Uh, so many stories to choose from. Um, I'm going to go with one that involves a bathroom and a very powerful CEO. Yes, you heard it here first. So um, I've been part of companies that have been acquired several times in my career, and technology is always fun like that. So I was in the midst of a user conference, and I was told um, at 11 p.m., that the CEO would be landing overnight and would be ready to, the new CEO would be ready to present first thing in the morning, live stream, ready to go. And this was net new news. He wasn't going to be available. And so we didn't plan him as part of the program, but a planner is always prepared. So I said, no problem. I guess we're doing a fireside chat and his assistant who arrived about seven hours in advance at 11 PM said, Yes, fireside chat. I said, great. I always have a couple extra club chairs stashed behind the, the stage because you never know when you're going to need one, right? And she said, oh, oh, no, no, no. That will never, ever work. Now it's, it's 11.30 now, 11.45 on a Tuesday. And so the concept of, you know, waking my uh, design company up to be able to get some new chairs uh, for the run through that's at 6am doesn't seem great. And so she says, Oh, well, you know, we have, we really need to get them the right chairs for this fireside chat. What do you have to work with? And so my first instinct was, well, we are in a hotel property and they have a lot of furniture. So we went on a field trip throughout the hotel to sleeping rooms and outlets and all of the things. Now, about halfway through, she says to me, well, you know, I really need to make sure that these chairs fit our executive. He's very particular and he's very tall. So we walked into the bar outlet and I found uh, a, a man and said, hey, you want to join me? I'm going to need to walk around with you and have you sit in some chairs. Um, and then you can tell me how comfortable they are for you to have a conversation. And he said, I'm with my friends, I got things to do. And I was like, I'll make it worth your while. And he said, cash. And I said, of course. So this young man we had never met uh, followed us around the property and was very kind to trying out all the chairs. Uh, we even took photos to send back to headquarters to make sure they were the right look and feel. Now we were striking out a lot. 
And so finally I said, it's now 1 a.m. I need to use the ladies room, walked into the ladies room through the ladies lounge and realized we had been on a hunt for the chairs that this woman wanted that were sitting in the ladies lounge at the hotel. So I walked out and I said, young man, let's go steal these chairs, pop them up there on stage, take our club chairs, put them in the ladies lounge so they don't think that there's real theft happening and let's make it work. And the irony is the next morning, he walks into the room and says, you know, we have so much to talk about. I think we're gonna do this fireside chat standing up. God bless. We do our best. We just keep trying. No way. <laughs> so how would you categorize this? Whose fuck up is this? Is this like really the CEO's sort of mental fuck up more than anything else? Like, you know, messing with your mind, you know, trying to find a solution to just change the plan at the last second. It's like, honestly, you went above and beyond. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, I've never taken furniture from a restroom, which gives me all sorts of creepy vibes. But I also believe that most folks who advance executives for programs, the reason they have everything sort of down pat to a real science is because it makes that speaker, and we all know this, right, makes that speaker feel so much more comfortable in the environment, regardless of if they're in Amsterdam, Washington, or Charlotte. Oh my God. Well, thanks for sharing with us. And uh, we feel you, Katie. We feel you. Okay, let's move to Hong. Hong, take it away. Hi, everybody. Hi. So my story is the pitfall of a rinse and repeat uh, program. Um, as event planners, we're always constantly on the go doing multiple events at one time. You know it, you feel it. You're always rushing through things, right, to meet deadlines especially if you only have a very short runway. So if it's a rinse and repeat program that you've done years over, year over year, you think it would be the same, right? You think it's easy. You think, oh, I'm just going to duplicate this red page and then relaunch it. So that was that's my fuck up. And it's also very vulnerable for me to admit, especially being a leader at my agency, um, to some of these mistakes. Um, and so we had a program. It's a sales kickoff. And um, I was helping my team doing some of the stuff because they're very busy, uh, you know, doing other programs. So I jumped in, I jumped in and create the, created the, uh, the reg page. So I cloned it, um, thinking that it's the same content, same details, uh, just different cities, different dates. I changed that out, but I forgot to review the confirmation letters. I forgot to review, um, you know, the, the reminder letters. And then I also forgot to like update some of the back end, um, like just different emails and stuff. So, we launched it at a rush and uh, my clients didn't catch it until the CEO caught it. And the CEO was like, we're not going to this place. We're going to this place. And why does the, you know, reminder email say this when I, you know, when I intentionally asked you guys to change this and I just felt terrible, you know, to make a mistake at such a leadership position for me and not setting a good example for my team. Um, and I just, I, I soaked for a whole day and I just felt so like, dang it. Like, how could I make such a simple mistake? But this is a potential pitfall that all of us fall into. You know, when you think you've got it all, when you think you can handle it because you've done it before and you don't elevate your thinking as you should. Um, and it really kicked my ass for that one day, right? So I told my team, I apologized to them. I sent them a very long message and I said, you know, this is not 
the example that um, that you should see in me. And I'm really sorry. I'm slammed. I'm buried. Um, and and I, I know I can do better. I also uh, owned up to my mistakes with the client. We went on a site visit with them. I uh, took them to dinner and I said, hey, I know I made some of these um, errors and your boss caught it. And I'm really sorry. Um, but I'm, you know, you from move from moving, moving forward, you're going to see that uh, there's going to be an improvement in quality in us revealing things. And uh, I, I, owned it. I was vulnerable and I told her that I just didn't think to, to review. Um, and she said, yeah, I noticed, but just, just so you know, like, I trust you guys, you've been, our, you know, you, we're your legacy client. They've been with us for years. And when you have a client that's been with you for years, you tend to be complacent. Right. Um, and in this case, I was, it's not like we were complacent, but I just thought that it would be easy to do, but really nothing's ever easy in event management. It really isn't like, so don't ever uh, put yourself in a position where, you know, you, you think you got it all. So, um, and then moving forward, I was very careful, right? It's, there's some moments where you, you just, you just gotta fall, get back up and never give up. So I love what Dave said in the previous segment of like, they're looking for non-quitters. They're looking for how far you can push yourself and not quit. Um, and I've been in this in this industry for 15 years now and mistakes happen. We're all, we try to do our best as long as in your heart, you're coming with passion and you're doing your best for your clients uh, and they feel it. They know that you care and you're their partner. And as long as you own up to your mistakes and do better, uh, then there's reparation, there's redemption. And so my story is also a story of redemption where um, you know, I was able to meet with the team. I improved the red site a little bit more. Um, and then we got a praise from the CEO that he saw a huge difference in our attention to detail. And so, you know, we're, we're getting back, right? So there's just, there's, it's never perfection. It's about progression. Um, and so that's, that's my story of a fuck up. I love that. And I guess, you know, they say, uh, you know, the, the measure to tell how good a salesperson is, is how able they are to handle no's coming to them and so how good they are. I think our no's for event professionals is actually fuck ups and like how we deal with these uh, mishaps, let's call it that way, that happen all the time during events. Like literally, you know, the way we own it, the way we give it back to clients. And I asked the chat as well. I mean, I'm just, actually the chat wasn't updating for me so it was like nobody's answering then i scrolled there's like 100 answers to that so uh, i oh my god like look at this like everybody everybody has a story come on like you cannot be perfect there's no such thing as perfection when it gets to events uh we always strive to make it better than the last one and you know the stories here are for from forgetting to order fmb to bill clinton showing up an hour after the presentation to uh booth wasn't set up at all you know oh my god like you know this is just incredible like forgot to follow up with the dj so it wasn't there i guess you know so there's there's a lot and i feel like uh you know when when the topic like mental health is so strong uh in the events industry we've got to have the safe space to come together as event professionals and share it with everybody else because everybody has a story everybody has an opportunity and i hope like the events industry does more to showcase these stories i thank you liz and nicole for giving us the space to be safe and share with everybody else and uh i guess we're gonna go back and work to give you more stories for the next year so we'll do that, okay? How does it sound? Thank you, everybody. It's been a pleasure with me to, to be with you all and happy holidays to everybody and to the amazing club, Ichi. A lot of success for 2024, okay? Thank you.
Oh my goodness. Thank you, Julius. And thank you to all of our fuck up stories. Those were amazing, incredible. The ones in the chat were fantastic too. And I think you're right. These are the things that we need to share. This is why we love our spontaneous think tanks and our small group gatherings in Sub Ichi because we can bring people together in these small groups where you can be vulnerable, you can share these things. They don't have to be on a live broadcast in front of hundreds of people. They can actually just be one-on-one -on -one and you can understand that you're not alone. This is a tough job. Things don't always go right. And sometimes you just need someone to share that story with. And sometimes it feels good to actually share a story that you've been holding inside for a really long time. So this was really fun.